0: Hey, it's David, and it's Friday, May 10th, checking in with what's been going on in the NBA and my take on the previous week and what's coming up for next week. So last Friday, May 3rd, Milwaukee got a nice win in Boston, 123-116. Giannis and Kyrie both delivered outstanding performances in leading their teams. Kyrie with 29, Giannis with 32, but it was Milwaukee's supporting cast that was better. Getting 21 from George Hill, 20 from Middleton, and 14 from Pat Connaughton. Milwaukee at that point was up 2-1. Obviously more to come on that series. Also last Friday night, Portland beat Denver in a four-overtime thriller. Obviously some crazy stats. Jokic had 33. He played 65 minutes. Jamal Murray had 34 in 55 minutes. Dame Lillard had 28 in 58 minutes, and C.J. McCollum had 41 points and played 60 minutes. Rodney Hood hit the biggest three of the game and finished with 19. Remember when the 2018 Cavs gave up on Rodney Hood and George Hill? Both had big nights in the playoffs on Friday, May 3rd. Saturday night, the heavyweights took center stage as Golden State visited Houston for Game 3. It was a must-win for Houston down 0-2, and this game really delivered. Houston got the W, 126-121 in overtime. Durant had 46 and was again basically unstoppable. Houston got 41 from James Harden, including a huge three with under a minute to go to deliver the win. Harden got help from Chris Paul, who had 14, 8, and 7, and Eric Gordon had 30, including seven threes. I've been saying in the last few episodes that Houston looks so much better when they get a few extra threes from Gordon, Tucker, Green, Rivers, basically any of the supporting cast. Tonight, Houston got seven threes from Gordon and three from Shumpert, of all places, all of which were needed as Houston secured the victory. This series has been outstanding, and despite waiting on an entire year for this rematch, this series has not disappointed. And FYI, to follow up on my last episode, where in Game 2, Golden State got 35 extra looks with 18 offensive rebounds and 17 Houston turnovers. In this game, the number was down to 20. 7 offensive rebounds, 13 turnovers, and Houston got the win. So something to keep an eye on going forward. Sunday in the early game, Kawhi was spectacular and led Toronto to a 101 96 victory in Philly to tie the series at 2 2. Kawhi had 39 14. He was 13 of 20 from the floor and 8 of 10 from the line, and continues to be the best player in this series, in my opinion. Kawhi got some help as Gasol, Green, Lowry, and Ibaka, the supporting cast, provided 53. Jimmy Butler had 29 11 in the loss, but didn't get enough help especially from Embiid, who only had 11 points in 35 minutes. In the late game, Denver won in Portland, 116-112, nodding that series at two. Jamal Murray made all of his free throws down the stretch and finished with 34. Zeeja had 29, Dame had 28 for Portland. And just these two teams are very evenly matched. They've played several close games. they played a four-overtime game. The current, series is currently tied at 2-2 and moving on to a critical game five, although it seems like this one will probably go seven. Monday night, Milwaukee seized control of their series with a 113-101 win in Boston. Finally, ready to give up on Boston, Milwaukee's just better. Giannis was again unstoppable with 39 and 16 in the win, 15 of 22 from the floor. And I also saw that he attempted 50 free throws through Game Three, which is a record. Kyrie had 23, 6, and 10, but it was on 7 of 22 from the floor, and obviously that wasn't enough. Middleton, Bledsoe, and George Hill provided 41. And I maintain that the Milwaukee supporting cast is the key to their success. Speaking of supporting cast, Gordon Hayward played 26 minutes and scored two points, which got me thinking, who have been the worst players in this round of the playoffs? Like if there was a pickup game at the Y using the rosters of the eight remaining teams, who would be the last guys picked? The Toronto bench has been awful, especially Fred Van Vliet, who has gotten one bucket in four games. The Houston bench is pretty bad. Nene hasn't been the same since he hurt his nene. The Philly bench hasn't done much, and maybe Ben Simmons should be on it since he disappears from time to time. I want to put Shumpert on this list, but he actually made 3 threes the other night. So for now, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons, Van Vliet, Nene, Norman Powell from the Toronto bench, and Greg Monroe from the Philly bench. In the late game, Houston held off Golden State 112-108. Houston had led in this game by 10, 12, 15 most of the game. Golden State made a late run and had two really good looks to tie on their last possession, but KD missed, and Steph Curry missed, and Houston got the victory. Durant finished with 34, Steph had 30, James Harden had 38, and this is a series again. Kind of hoping this one goes seven games, same as last year. It's been two heavyweights playing at a high level, delivering four close games so far. Margin of victory has been 4-6-5-4. And after four games in this series, the total score is Golden State 448, Houston 447. Doesn't get much closer than that. Tuesday night, two critical game fives, two blowouts. Disappointing. Kawhi and Pascal Siakam, aka Spicy P, destroyed the Sixers. Kawhi looks like the best player in the East. The Sixers just disappeared, especially Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Denver took control of their series and looks really good. Jokic is an all-star. Gary Harris has turned into a really nice piece. Quick side note on Gary Harris. The Chicago Bulls once traded three picks for Doug McDermott. Those picks turned out to be Jokic, Gary Harris, and Yusef Nurkic. Oof. Also, give some credit to Mike Malone, the coach of Denver, who's now on the doorstep of the Western Conference Finals. I thought it was a huge mistake by Sacramento firing Mike Malone. By the way, another huge mistake followed quickly thereafter by firing Dave Yeager. Yeager just delivered the Kings their most successful season in 13 years, and the Kings fired him. The lesson, as always, the Kings are a mess. Wednesday night, Milwaukee eliminated Boston, putting the Celtics out of their misery. Milwaukee looks great, but Boston really looked awful, after winning game one and then losing four straight. Ryan Musillo made a great point, that we really shouldn't be surprised. Boston was loaded, but won 49 regular season games. Boston struggled at times for six months, and Boston clearly did not have the Gordon Hayward of old. So we really shouldn't be surprised that in this series, Boston struggled at times, and didn't have the old Gordon Hayward of old. Now, what does Boston do next? Is Kyrie going to leave? Do they trade Tatum or Brown? I wouldn't. What to do with Al Horford? He's got one year left on his deal. Speaking of trades, are the Lakers really considering trading LeBron? The Lakers failed to secure Ty Lu as a coach this week, which is not a good sign for Laker fans wanting a big name free agent to join. Thus, they should trade LeBron for assets? That seems like a terrible idea, which is very on-brand for the Lakers the last seven years. In the later game Wednesday, Golden State held off Houston 104-99. But the big news was Durant exited with a calf strain, which could impact the rest of the playoffs. Steph and Clay then stepped up. Clay had 27, Steph had 25, and they did what they were supposed to do. Now let's see if Houston takes care of business and wins Game 6 at home. Seems like this one is headed for a Game 7, possibly without Kevin Durant involved. To me, that game's a toss-up. Thursday night, Philly got big games from Butler, Embiid, and Ben Simmons. Yes, that Ben Simmons. Welcome to the second round of the playoffs, Ben. Kawhi was nice for Toronto, had 29-12, and but the supporting cast just didn't step up. Gasol, Lowry, and Green added just 28 points, and that's not going to get it done. So on to Game 7 for this series. Good for Toronto that they had a strong regular season, and that gets them a home game in Game 7. Usually the home team wins in Game 7, so I'll take Toronto to win Game 7 and the series. In the late game, Portland held serve at home and also forced a Game 7, winning 119-108. Dame Lillard had 32, CJ had 30, and Rodney Hood had 25. Cleveland and Utah fans must be shaking their head a bit at this Rodney Hood resurgence, but sometimes guys just need a change of scenery and land in the right place. Portland has a good coach, good front office, and a great leader in Dame Lillard. So it's really not that surprising that Rodney Hood has had some success there. So looking ahead, what's upcoming? Tonight, Friday night, May 10th, it's Game 6 in Houston. Probably a win for Houston as Golden State will be missing Kevin Durant. That would set up three Game 7s on Sunday. Wow. Sunday's also Mother's Day, so enjoy the basketball, but make sure you take care of Mom, too. Second round has really delivered, as advertised. The first round was just kind of an appetizer. Let's get past it. This second round has been a terrific main course. We still have the conference finals and NBA finals. Maybe that's the wine and the dessert. But three game sevens in round two would be more than we asked for. So if the NBA finals is dessert, what's the best dessert you've ever had? I'm going with the homemade donuts at the Dahlia Lounge in Seattle. Unbelievable. If you're ever in Seattle, I highly recommend. Thanks for listening.